Best bets the week of the fifth major on the PJ Tour this week, the John Deere Classic. We'll be excited to talk about that tournament tonight. We're going to review Xander Schauffele's, uh latest win, which is his first uh, individual PJ Tour win in quite a while. We'll get to Xander, uh, all things about the Travelers, and I'm sure we'll throw in a little live golf conversation as well because uh, what's, what's an episode of your best bet without it? Uh, here joining me after a week off, Johnny Strouser. Johnny, uh, how are we? Uh, internet is good for this second, so we need to we need to get through this thing as quickly as possible before it crashes. I, I'm good with that. Uh, things are good, and let's just fingers crossed that this uh, this internet that I pay a lot of money per month for works uh, for the entire hour. The Travelers Championship uh, last week, uh, Zach Zach and I talked about it pretty briefly. Um, but we just we kind of reiterated that it's it's really becoming up uh, kind of an up and comer tournament on tour and a nice second tier tournament, uh, really nice fields now and uh, usually provides an exciting Sunday and exciting finish. And it did that again yesterday. A lot of a lot of angles to talk about, but I guess we'll start with Xander Xander Schauffele with his uh, sixth career tour win, if I have that correct. Um, and, and I know this is really a specific stat, but this is his first uh, first win that wasn't a limited field, that wasn't a no-cut event, that wasn't a team event since his first win at the Greenbrier uh, back in 2017. Um, did this prove anything to you, or is this – I mean, was it like, okay, I needed to see this, or did this do nothing for you at all? No, it was something I felt that that uh, we as golf fans needed to see from Xander. I mean, you're right. A lot of his wins have come in limited field events or no-cut events. And, you know, the fields are typically good for those. However, you know, I, I, I think there's something to that um, with how uh, guy, the guys play those types of events. But this being just a regular tour stop, um, you know, him to win in a full field event and a pretty – pretty solid field um you know all things considered the week after the united states open um and uh you know he played good uh pair of seven under 63s the first two days um really just set the pace and he played solid golf uh coming in i mean i know he had his had a few mistakes here and there but you're not going to play perfect golf for 72 holes and he was uh the first 36 he was he was as good as could be and and just kind of got out in front of everybody and, and hung on. And I, I think if you look at it, you know, and just said 19 under par two shot win, um, you know, as a whole, you can't really look at uh, as, as close as it ended up getting on Sunday, which, uh, which actually had a pretty, pretty nice ending to it. Nice dramatic ending. Um, well, I don't know about nice, but a dramatic ending. If you, uh, if you didn't have a ticket on, on one of those guys, but uh, this is a good win. And this just kind of shows me that yeah, he can win these events he should win these events. I mean, sixth win, he should probably, you know, if you look at the pace of some other guys, should have maybe closer to, you know, nine or 10 wins. Um, but this is good. Um, I think he kind of taught himself to, to, to play well for the four rounds and he had to play with a lead every single day, which was, uh, uh, which was impressive in and of itself. Yeah. The, the six wins at 28 years old, I, Listen, it's it's tough to be a top ten player. You're you're expected to do a lot, and he's been a top ten player for a good couple of years now. And uh, people expect a lot of him. And it, I guess one of those things is to regularly win when you get in contention. And and we always talk about it. You get in contention so much, so often, it's impossible to win them all. Uh, you would think a couple more would have dropped his way, like you mentioned, but they just haven't. And whether it's his doing or another player snatching it from him. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's just the world we live in. We have high expectations for all these guys that are in the top ten. We expect them to contend all the time and win all the time. Um, he certainly had a little bit of help on Sunday. Um, I, I know a, a favorite of both of ours, a guy that we've we've bet on, we've bet on as first round leader. I actually did this week. Um, 
and it, it really felt like it was close for us to hit the gala. And it was, I mean, it was right there. And it just felt like after he made the birdie from the divot on the 71st hole to take the lead, that I was like, this, this is his. And, and, you know, this is meant to be. And he literally drives it in just the most God awful place on the 72nd hole. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's really just a tragic disaster from that point on. That was, it was pretty tough to watch. That was really, really painful to watch. And you're right. We've talked about him. Uh, we like him. He, he's got, he's got a whole bunch of game, uh, was, was a you know great player in college and, and, uh, you know, he's could have, could have won in Phoenix this year. And, and now this one, which, you know, you could say the same thing there, but yeah, he, he hit his tee shot left into the bunker and he hit it right into like the face of it and left himself with pretty much no chance to, to reach the green. So instead of being ultra safe and, and just chipping out into the fairway and then hitting a, a wedge out of the green and trying to make a putt for par, he got a little aggressive and, uh, um, you know, mishit it and just butchered the hole and it almost made the putt for, for bogey. I mean, he actually would have made kind of a remarkable bogey there if, uh, if he had made that, but, uh, unfortunately didn't. And, and, uh, you know, he's still in that learning phase of, of becoming a tour player, but he's got worlds of talent. And, you know, I, I think this scar is gonna, you know, make him better go, going forward. But, uh, that was, that was really just sickening to watch because I mean, I don't root for or against Xander, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of impartial either way, but I kind of rooted for Thagala to, to win and get that, that first win as a rookie and just to see it where he played so good on the weekend and for him to finish like that is just, it is heartbreaking, but hopefully he'll come back, you know, and, uh, um, you know, figure out a way in the future there to, to get the ball in the fairway and then somehow make par. Cause if he does that, there's, you know, he's going to put the pressure on Xander to, you know, who made birdie on the last hole to have to make par there. And uh, you know, that I think it changed the game completely. Yeah, it did. And I think it, it allowed Xander to kind of feel a little bit more freed up uh, on his approach shot. I, yeah, I, I have a take, you know, I, I know you said you're, you're kind of, unbiased when it comes to Xander, you're kind of the middle and, and, and really I am too. I just, I, again, I have talked about this before. I don't care about Xander. I just don't care. He's a great player. He's super solid, but he's, he's a fucking robot out there. And I feel, again, I feel nothing watching him I feel nothing. Um, he's, he played amazing. Hit 63 out of 72 greens for the week. That's, that's incredible golf. Uh, I, I mean, at a track that can be pretty tricky, but I just feel I don't feel anything watching him. I'm I'm bored. I'm bored watching him. I mean, and and that's probably a testament to how good he is. But Tagala, like I got up and I was I was excited. I pumped my fist on the 71st hole. Like I I, I was rooting for that make because I I again I feel something when I watch him. I I'm like I like this guy. Like he's likable. He's got a personality. And the Xander and can't even Cantley types. I just like yeah yeah. I mean that's cool. You guys are awesome. But uh, I, I'm not. I'm not ever outwardly rooting for them, and I, I think that that just, you know, I think there's something about their personality that just it doesn't come out. And unless it's the Ryder Cup, you know, then we've seen Cantley kind of really get into it before, and even Xander as well. But I don't know. That's just my take on that. And uh, you know, it, the next time Xander's against a, a young upstart, I'll probably be rooting for the upstart. <laughs> that's fair I, I don't mind that uh and, and you're right is is we're so used to over the over the years the, the the pros having no personality or anything and 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 you know pat cantley you're right uh xander's they're just very business-like and you know they just kind of get kind of robotic to watch and everything but i don't mind the gala showing the emotion you know he's he got to the point though, most of the weekend he was, he was dropping clubs right after impact. And, and I'm not a huge fan of that. Cause then you kind of develop that weird kind of habit that if it's not perfect, but I, I don't mind the, I don't mind the reaction. I don't mind when he, you know, when he was, was, was broken up after, uh, um, you know, losing in, uh, um, in Phoenix and, and something like this. I mean, this is, this is, you're right. This is good stuff. This is good TV drama. This is the stuff that, that, you know, that's, it's great for the PG tour as opposed to, you know, the, the you know, the other tour that we're, we're going to talk about here pretty soon. But, uh, 
this is the stuff that uh, is fun to watch. And, and I, I like it. I, I hope these newer guys, you know, when they fist pumping and, and slamming clubs and, and showing emotion, because, you know, we as sports fans in general, we like to watch that with, uh, you know, with our football players and basketball players and whatnot. And uh, why not bring it over a little bit into golf? Yeah, I think he's really earned a lot of fans along the way, these, these tough losses. I know, um, you know, the Phoenix loss was really unfortunate and he had a couple tough bounces there down the stretch, but I, you know, Tim was there and he, he said the crowd was really, really behind him at Phoenix. Um, obviously it benefited us because we had Scheffler that week. And, um, but I, you know, and I, 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 you could tell in the crowd that there was just a buzz around around what Tagala was doing, um, and we'll talk about him a little bit as it pertains to this week at the Deer. Um, now one of the favorites uh, for this week. Uh, what else about the Travelers? Uh, Rory, um, man, he really he really bailed uh, pretty pretty much midday Friday. He was he was getting out of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I, you know, I think he just, I think, honestly, I think he just ran out of gas. I think, uh, I think that, that the weekend in Brookline, uh, where he had to, he had to grind quite a bit, um, you know, that took a lot out of him. And then you play really good that first day at, uh, at Travelers there in the morning. And I think it just kind of mentally and physically just, just kind of wore out and just wasn't feeling it the rest of the way there. And, and that stinks because yeah, I mean, you know, he was had a pretty good stretch there, but at some point that, you know, it's, it's going to level out a little bit and it's disappointing, but uh, you know, give him a couple weeks off here and, and, and we'll see where he's at at for the open championship at St. Andrews. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, the, the amateur though, Michael Thute, Thorn Bjorsen. Yeah. Um, uh, he's from the, from New England there. I don't know what college he goes to, but, uh, um, end up finishing fourth place, I think solo fourth, 15 under par and 68, 68, 65, 66, 66. And that's, that's, that's a golf right there. And this is, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to be coming out on tour here pretty soon uh, within the next couple of years here. So these are the guys that uh, it's it's fun to see these guys play well in these, in these PGA Tour events. And, man, well, I don't think we've seen one finish in the top 10 in, in, in quite a while here. But uh, these are the guys that uh, the PGA Tour, they need to figure out a way to protect these guys because, um, you know, they're going to go somewhere here and to, to make that money. And if they got guaranteed money, that's where it's going to be interesting. But great playing by him. I just thought that was pretty cool that – he hung in there, and then uh, I think he kind of there was a par five on the back nine. He he kind of made a mess of and made bogey, but uh, um, he was only a couple back there. I think mm-hmm. with like eight holes to play. So, yeah. um, but you know, good event overall, though. This, this is neat. I I like this event because it gets good crowds and usually gets a pretty good field, and the golf course is is great viewing. Um, so I certainly enjoy watching it year after year, especially in the last you know several years. I think since the uh, the speed greller rake toss you know when you hold out and beat burger in the playoffs a few years back i think that's kind of when i was like this event's awesome yeah yeah thor bornson goes to sanford um he did he he looks extremely pro ready uh at this at this point and uh you know fair uh fair point by you to talk about these are the type of guys that the pj tour needs to be holding on to and focusing on, uh, you know, the travelers notoriously makes, you know, they, they have spots for these types of players in their fields every year. Um, I, I want to see more events, give these, these young guys, that's the future of the tour, more spots instead of your like fucking Kevin Stadler and Omar Uresti. I mean, I'm serious. Like this, this is one of the, this is one of the problems of the tour. And I'm sure after last week's show, everyone thinks I'm a PGA tour stand, but that's like, and that's not true. Like the tour does a lot of things that are outdated. And, um, you know, this is one of the things that they could, they could really improve upon is, is just changing the system to a little bit to give more of the young guys. I, I saw a really good comparison on Twitter and I, I know you follow him, Kyle Porter with, with CBS. He's a really good Twitter follower for golf. And he was talking about compared to like, like the NBA, like when John Morant came to the league and well, say he played in like, he was relegated to the G league. 
you know, but oh man, we can't we can't make a spot for him on on the the Grizzlies roster for whatever reason. And it's kind of a nice similar, um, or it's it's similar to what these guys go through in golf. Like there's just no there's no spots for them on the tour unless it's you know the whole process of of getting there um, and not being able to feature them. So I'm I hope more events try to make exemptions uh, available for these types of players because it really is the future of the tour. And now you have a true threat and live. So you really got to protect these players. And uh, I don't know, that's something that I, I think they could really improve upon. hundred uh, percent agree. I mean, and I like that comparison. I was thinking of, of, yeah, just somebody like that, like an NBA guy, he gets, he finishes college, but he's got to play in the G league for, one year. I mean, one year of that, no matter how, you know, how well he's played in college, no matter how well he's played in the G League, he's got no path to the NBA until the second year because they can't figure out a spot for him. And that's just, that is, that is a joke there. And like, you look at uh, um, uh, Pearson Cootie, who uh, went to the University of Texas, uh, him and his brother, twin brother Parker, um, they won the national championship uh, during his time there. He's a phenomenal amateur player. He won on, on the Corn Ferry Tour this last week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he graduated with his quote-unquote PGA Tour U, which is a point system that uh, they get for playing college and amateur events and has no chance really unless he wins three times on the Corn Ferry Tour for the rest of the season to get a battlefield promotion and get promoted to the PGA Tour. You just – you can't do that. You can't – especially with how much money – that the, these guys will will need to make, and since you know, since professional golf is not guaranteed money, you still got to set these guys up for some success. And and when you've got this great talent like this, you've got to figure out a way to get them in there. And yeah, and you're right, you named, you named a bunch of names that had their chance, you know, and and you could make the argument that say, you know what, it, it's earned, but you've got to give them opportunities, you know, whether you give them a limited amount of starts and then you give them full corn fairy tour status, something like that, because live golf's going to jump in there and they've already started doing it. They signed that one good uh, um, Spanish player out of uh, Oklahoma state who just turned pro. He went straight to live golf um, on a three year thing, you know, and he, who knows what will happen after that. But, uh, but it's just, it's kind of scary to see this is what could happen if they don't change their ways and figure out, um, you know, figure out a method to help these these young guys get the starts that they need. That doesn't mean they need the guaranteed money, but just give them the opportunities that that they need based on their amateur golf play. You know, if they're if they're great amateurs, just give them give them a chance, and, and they'll you know generally figure out a way. Right. It's 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 a little bit of what happened to Zalatoris last year when his great play got him into a position where he couldn't play in the FedEx cup. I mean, it's like things like that. It's just, it's this system that is a bit archaic and it's still rewarding all these, these players that are well past their prime and giving them starts. I hate, I hate, you know, I hate to point out Kevin Sadler. I think he's in the field this week. Um, it's just guys like that where I, you know, that they haven't really earned it. Uh, you know, in recent years to even earn any sort of status. And and they're still hanging on compared to these guys that are really good young players. And that's, uh, you know, I was going to mention that the young guy from Oklahoma state um, that, that got snatched up by live and we saw it with uh Pyatt. I mean, it's hard to get starts and these guys are getting guaranteed money uh, now coming out of school and going to live. So you can understand it. So this is where the PJ tours got to step up and really offer something, I think for these types of guys. Uh, anything else from Travers? Yeah, one more thing here. How would you like friend of friend of the podcast here, Jason Kokrak, <laughs> on Friday was missing the cut, hits his second shot into the par four, hits it forty four yards over the green, over the people, over the road, in the cart path, into the shit, you know, into the trees or whatever. Instead of you know taking his drop. <laughs> chipping it on the green, two putting for his double, you know, whatever, signing his card, missing the cut, just hits it over the green, walks to the parking lot, puts his clubs in the trunk and drives away. Amazing. That is, I mean, I, I, I don't like it, but I like it. I mean, I, go, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, when you're, when, 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 you know, you hear those stories of the people winning the lottery and they're like, 
I'm going to go take a dump on my boss's desk and just walk out or something like that, you know? So, Uh, you know, this is just kind of what that was just the ultimate, like, like disrespect to the tour there, but you know, he's still not in the field though. He's 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 going to be, I mean, he's not, I know that's, I don't know what's happening. that's 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 interesting. You you'd think because he has a uh, you know he had a had the Saudi golf logo uh, last year when he went at Colonial had it on his shirt and we still haven't seen him in uh, in a field yet. So that's all I got for that. But uh, I just thought that was pretty pretty funny story. Yeah, that I I think the thought on Twitter was he was he was uh, pretty much head headed straight toward the the live tour, but uh, yeah, hasn't come out yet with anything with Cole Crack. Um. Yeah, nothing else for me for travelers. We, we talked about Rory. That the, the coverage on Sunday was still focused on Pat Cantley in the back nine when he was blowing up. I didn't quite get that. That was kind of weird. Um, but that's you know you're always going to have some coverage takes, unfortunately. Um, what did you, what I I know you weren't on last week. Um, obviously, and and I know you haven't got a chance to listen to it, but uh, you know we 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 uh, we. Went quite deep on the on the PGA Tour and the live golf so uh, uh, the live golf thing. Um, I bet a good 25, 30 minutes, and and the Zach's made some some fair points. I, I still disagree with them. Um, since that, I mean, we recorded last Monday. That was the day Brooks announced he was going to be joining Live. Um, since then, Matthew Wolf's officially joined. Carlos Ortiz. You know, I don't think that's anything major, but you know, again, these just sort these keep adding up a little, little by little. Any any new thoughts or takes on live since the last time you you were on two weeks ago? No, I mean, it, it's it's the same thing. They're gonna get the they're gonna get the guys that you know after after DJ started this, you know, and, and realized that this, this is what this this is supposedly legit. Um, you know, them they're all gonna a lot of them are going to defect and, and it's, it just sucks again, as a golf fan that this just totally weakens the field that these guys want to go over there and, 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 you know, play in these exhibitions and, and uh, you know, it just, it, it weakens it. Cause you know, Brooks is pretty much a non-factor in, in regular events. Uh, you know, he's, he's gotten, you know, he, he's been injured and, and, and less of a factor in, in majors as he has been, but he's still, he's still a name and everything. So, it, you know, it stinks not being able to see Brooks and, and DJ and, and, you know, Mickelson and, and a lot of these guys playing. And, and I think it's, you know, uh, if the PGA tour doesn't allow any competing events, like they seem to not want to do, which, which is, you know, totally up to them and everything, then it's going to continue to, to get, you know, it's going to, you know, weaken these fields. And, but as long as you can continually get the, you know, the fans and the media are all kind of, you know, they're obviously gravitating to the PGA tour for, for obvious reasons and, and, and in droves and everything. So, you know, the drama that is created in these events, I mean, since a lot of these have defected, I mean, we've had uh, Canadian open, we've had U S open and we've had, uh, um, you know, the travelers and they've all been really good events. I mean, they've been, they've been good to watch. And, and honestly, I, I might catch a little bit of it since I'm, I'm off. I think the first round of the, the, the live golf event pumpkin Ridge, I didn't watch the first one, but I don't really have any desire to watch much of a, um, a 54 hole, you know, the shotgun start thing. I mean, there's not, it doesn't seem like there's much substance to it and it just all seems, you know, kind of fake and, and everything like that. So I am, you know, I, I'm uh, if they don't let the PGA Tour guys play in these events, I am steadfastly against the the live golf stuff. I mean, just for the just for the fact that I'm a golf fan, and and I want to watch I want to watch the best in the world compete in in these events week in and week out. And if they can't figure out a way to coexist and allow them to play into both, which I, I it does, doesn't matter really what I think on that aspect of it. You know, it just is. It, it's just sad. It's just kind of disheartening, and, and uh, I hope that ends up. Uh, you know, they figure out something here. Yeah. I, you know, I made the point last week, and I'll say it again to you that I, I, I I'm just not that interested in watching golf. It's uh, quote unquote competitive golf that has no stakes, and um, that feels like an exhibition. I mean, if I want to watch an exhibition, I'll I'll watch the JP McManus 
cup, whatever it is over, uh, overseas this week with tiger. Um, I just, it just feels like golf without a soul at this point. And, uh, you know, a tournament like the travelers, there's real stakes. Um, the U S open real stakes going back to Canadian open. It feels like there's something there that is meaningful. And I just don't, I didn't see it in the first live event. I don't, I don't think I'll see it this week in Portland. I mean, I'm dying to know if the stingers are going to be able to follow up their win in Linden with another win this week in Portland and take down, you know, the crushers and the majestic. So, I mean, that's, I can't wait to see how that turns out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh God. It's just, yeah. I I don't know. I just, you know, these guys, I know they're making their business decisions and everything like that, but you know what, at at some point, uh, or I guess you've got to choose whether you, you know, you want to take care of yourself, your family, whatever, financially, but, I mean, these guys have gone their entire lives generally. They've gone their entire lives competing, whether it's in peewee football or Little League baseball or junior golf. And they've rose up through the ranks here. And then they play and into their you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever they are, they just decide, you know, I'm not really that interested in, uh, um, in, in you know, helping my, you know, I, I guess enhancing my career, you know, getting more wins, more top 10s. And it's just, it, it, it is, it's just kind of that empty soulless feeling there. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just interesting, but I know, and you said one thing to me is, uh, you showed, a, uh, showed me a tweet that, uh, uh, Henrik Stenson is rumored to be in negotiations for that. I mean, this is a Ryder cup captain. These guys spend their entire careers to make the Ryder cup team. You know, you build that Ryder cup legacy and then to be named a captain, which doesn't happen to many human beings in, that, that's ever existed there. I mean, I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, yeah. that's just that's that's that really just. I mean, I, Henrik says I don't give a shit whether he what tour he plays on or because he's he's pretty much a non-factor anymore. But my God, to give up your captaincy for for a you know for a bunch of dollars? Yeah, that's. Uh, I- you made a good point. I, I, I mean, for a lot of these guys, besides winning a major professionally, it's it's the it's the pinnacle of a lot of these guys' career to get you know like Steve Stricker. That that's going to be the pinnacle of his career was was leading the Ryder Cup team to to a, a victory. Like a guy like Paul McGinley, uh, you know, I, I forget which year he he was the captain for Europe, but that will be the. Belfry, yeah. Yeah, the belt that will be the peak of his career. So it, it that that one floored me a little bit to think that he might give that up, and and now it's got me a little bit worried about the future of the Ryder Cup. Um, um, you know, I'm if if certain guys go, that's that's fine. You know, I'm cool with that. But like, that's I mean, it's maybe my favorite event to watch, and I know you're right there with me. And I just think there's there 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 is some there's a future where I could see that's not going to be the same event. Uh, um, and, and it, part of this will be what happens with the DP world tour. If, if it gets bought out by the PGA tour, or if it's going to, you know, potentially go under live golf's reign. I know Pelly came out and said that right now he's staying pat. Um, so there's, there's a lot of dominoes to fall there, but yeah, I, I am, I am worried about the Ryder cup because, uh, um, because of all these things that are, that are happening. I, I just can't imagine Stenson would do that, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to have to monitor that one. Yeah. I got, I got nothing else on live. It's uh, I, I will probably watch a little bit just to just kind of see if the feels a little different than it was in London uh, with, with it being in the United States. Um, I, I don't know if there's going to be any sort of hostility out there with the fans. I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I'm, I'm intrigued though, just to see just from a, uh, a curiosity standpoint to see what happens. Yep. Um, there's really no other news in in the golf world. So I, I guess we'll talk about the John Deere classic. Um, this is, you know, it's, it's routinely the, the event right before the open. And then that's where we fall this week. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a nice break from some some big events, bigger events, and uh, notoriously low scoring out here. Um, to me, it's it's a who's hitting their irons best and who can make a lot of eight to twelve foot putts. Usually, is the guy that you're looking at. And uh, um, if you have to scramble this week, you're not going to be winning anyway. So, I mean, twenty to twenty five under somewhere in there. Um, 
and course history uh, it, the, seems to matter here. You've seen the same guys play well when here, Steve Stricker, Zach Johnson, Ryan Moore, those kind of guys, Jordan Spieth, always play well at this type of course. Uh, anything else you're seeing as for, for this week or you're looking for? No, like you said, it was um, it's, it's going to be a lot of birdies. So you want to look for guys who are good iron players. So strokes gained approach, and and really this is some of the the easiest greens to putt on on the PGA Tour. They're bent grass greens. They don't have a ton of undulation. So you know you got to hit it to. 10, 15 feet or closer, and you got to make a lot of putts. And and you look, like you said, Steve Stricker, uh, one of the best putters in the modern day. Uh, Zach Johnson, always good with his wedges and, um, you know, uh, can be a very, very good putter at times. Um, so, yeah, we're going to look at that. Um, it, it's it's just going to, it's going to be a bunch of birdies and it's just who can make the most putts in the end because that's uh, it's usually how this, this championship ends up uh, being determined. It's 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 such a hard combination to find to the guys that can really give themselves a bunch of chances, but then converting those. Um, you know, some someone like my guy Luke Liss, who last week knocked down the flagstick, uh, led the, led the field in strokes gained approach, then was just abominable with the putter. Um, so you, you you want you want the guy that can that can get you both because I think I think most of the time you're 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 getting the ball in play here. Um, I did see there's a. a you know, par five scoring matters a little bit here um, as far as who's, who's who's taking advantage of the par fives. But yeah, I, I think, I think this is your, your iron and make your 10 footers this week. Um, the problem with the John Deere, and maybe it's a problem with some is this can be an unwatchable event because it's just not a good field. Um, you're going to have a lot of your normal middle of the road guys, uh, bottom, bottom tier guys, but there's just not a lot of top tier players here, especially this year. Um, so it is, it is a tough to, event to watch. <laughs> I don't know how much I'll see of this one because I'll be at the lake this weekend, but um, uh, I do enjoy betting these tournaments. I've talked about this. I, I it, literally, if, if you have a reason to bet anyone, if you have a conviction to bet anyone from 50 to one to hundred to one to up to 200 to one. This is the week where you could conceivably say, Hey, last week they finished 12th. Oh, the week before they finished 32nd, they're gaining strokes on approach. I'm that's, that's my guy this week. And it could work out. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, you know, we, we sometimes with a lot of these events, we say, you know, once we get into the, the X category, you can't, uh, you know, you can't bet these guys to win because the chances of them winning are, are remote, but you just need a guy who, who hits his irons well, has a hot putter, and you know you you could find a guy way down the list. So this one's going to be hard, I think, to choose a winner because we have, you know, in a in a typical event, you've got maybe thirty to thirty five guys, maybe forty who can win. This is probably closer to to sixty, maybe maybe more than that that can win there. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of motivation to win this event. I mean, with the, 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 the weaker field, but um, I think the top, so many in the top 10, if you haven't gotten into the British open, um, they, they'll award the last couple spots in there. So there's some motivation for these guys to, to play well like that. So we'll, we'll try to find somebody down the board here, but uh, it very well could be middle to back third of the, the the board here as much of a chance as any of the top guys. It feels like if there's any event where it's 50 to one to hundred to one, even higher, it's, it's, it's going to be this week. Um, so we'll try to, we'll try to mine through a couple of these guys that might have a better chance than some um, under the 30 to one. Here are the guys that we're looking at. Adam Hadwin is the favorite to win this golf tournament. Um, I, what? It's inconceivable, right? <laughs> I like Adam Hadwin. I like him a lot. He's been playing I, well. Nothing against Adam Hadwin. No, no. But ten to one for him to win a tournament is is fucking insane. Um, Webb, I, I thought Webb would be the favorite. Uh, by the way, Berger was was he he withdrew today. He was going to be the favorite, but I thought Webb would be the favorite. He's at twelve to one. Christian Bazaden, who at at plus two thousand. Uh, Denny McCarthy. 22 to one Charles Howell, 22 to one Mav McNeely, 25 to one and our guy Sahith 
Tagala at 25. Is is anybody on the list worth a bet here? The only one I would consider at, at these numbers, and I wouldn't like it, is is Webb. I mean, Webb's playing much, much better. Still not making all the putts that he, he had um, in the past two years, but he's the guy who I'd kind of trust the most based on how he's playing and everything. But I mean, do I like Danny McCarthy this week? Yes, I do. Do I like Mav McNeely? Yes, I do. Do I like Seed Tagala this week? There's a very good chance that uh, he could get the win this week. You know, Karma could kind of come back and help him out and he could get that win. But at 25 to one though, for a guy who, who has not won, I mean, that's, that's right. That scares me to have to, to bet on that. So, I, I like some of the names. If I had to pick one, and I don't, I don't love the numbers, so you may have to shop around. If you do like Webb, it would be Webb Simpson, based on you know, based on his recent form, and the guy I could trust on a Sunday. And he did play reasonable last week at Travelers, and he's been playing better. Uh, than he was uh, even a couple months ago. I, I do like Bezadenhut if there's a course where, you know, we know he can't drive the ball well. He's short and crooked, um, but he is a good iron player and he is a great putter. And, um, but again, I, I can't bet 20 to 1. Problem is, none of these guys have won recently. Um, Bezadenhut's never won. Denny's never won. Mav, Sahith, never won. So it's hard to just put your faith in these guys. I, I like a lot of them on paper, but I, I don't I don't think I'll be going to the well with, with any of these guys, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's just too much. It's, it's too low, and uh, it, the, 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 the return just doesn't look – it's just – it's the, the win equity is what I'm talking about. It's just not – it's not worth it there. Um, 35 to 50, Brendan Todd, Adam Long, Scott Stallings, Jason Day, Patrick Rogers at 35 to 1. Nick Hardy, he's had a good couple weeks. He's at 40. Lucas Glover, defending champ at 40. Nick Taylor, Cam Davis, Chez, and John Hunt at 45. Who you got there? Hmm. If anyone. Yeah. Okay. So Brendan Todd does fit the profile, but is you know Brendan Todd going to win? I mean, he's a he's a good uh, good iron player. He's a really really good putter. Um, there's signs of life that he's he's a decent golfer again. So, but again, it's it's the thirty five to one. If that's what you want to bite on, um, that's that, that's a tough one for me. I do like him though, so I might uh, I might look at something in the top ten or top twenty range. Um, I'm not going to bet him to win, but Scott Stallings, I mean, 35 to one for a guy who doesn't win, but he's playing good golf. He's playing really, really good golf and he's putting the ball really, really well. Um, I can easily see a top 10 finish here. I think he actually backdoored a top 10 uh, this last week uh, with a good, uh, good final round there. So he's, he's playing well and he's putting the ball well. So if you could, you know, carry that over, I, I just don't know if he's a guy who could, you know, who could win the event there. And then um, he won last year, but uh, Lucas Glover, um, you know, fit, he'll, he'll fit the course well because obviously he's, he's, he won there last year, but he's played there, played well other times. His game isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't, uh, isn't peaking as it had uh, last year at this point and, and even recently, but uh, he's a name I'm going to look out for. So those are the three names that I, I, I like, I don't love. Um, but if I had to target anybody, it'd be those. Now, the question is, is for you, is Patrick Rogers going to be uh, a, a, a feature on your card here? I think he has to be. I mean, um, it's, 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 a, it's a stupid number for sure, but um, there's an, I mean, he nearly won his first event here when Bryson won his first event. I think it was 2017. Um, they had a bit of a duel. Um, Rogers did play good in the U.S. Open. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll probably blind bet it, but it's it's a terrible number for sure. Um, I do like Nick Hardy. Um, he's on a bit of a heater. He yeah. so he won he won the the corn or I'm sorry, finished runner up in the Corn Ferry event uh, late May, and then he uh, top forty at the Canadian Open. Obviously played great at the U.S. Open, top twenty, and then in top ten last week at Travelers. 
Um, he's doing a little bit of everywhere. I mean, decent on approach, decent off the tee, getting strokes with the putter. So I kind of like his heater that he's on at 40 to one. Um, and uh, I think, uh, you know, I think we both like Cameron Davis just as a, as a player quite a bit. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can swallow that with him at 45 to one in this field. I think that's, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, Someone I think I like has, that. has pretty good talent, ball striking talent. Um, sometimes the putter comes and goes, but he's had a couple of good tournaments the last month, finished third at heritage, uh, finished seventh at Charles Schwab. So I'll probably go with Cam Davis at 45. So Hardy and Davis, I, I don't mind them. Um, let's go 50 to 70 and then we'll just kind of, we'll, we'll, kind of sprinkle some thoughts throughout the rest of the the, the board. Uh, Cam Champ, I think he was in contention last year at this track, if I remember. I think he was in the mix at the end of the tournament. Um, I'll have to check that. 55 to 1 on Cam Champ. It's about time, though. You know, Cam Champ just misses a ton of cuts, and then all yeah. of a sudden he'll just pop up and win. Um, CT Pan, JT Poston, he's off a great week, and this is – in theory, of course, that would probably fit his game 55 to 1 as well. Doug Gim, Adam Shank, Dylan Fratelli, Nate Lashley, um, the uh, <laughs> the one and only Adam Svensson at 65 to 1, Lanto Griffin, and Adam Streelman at 65. What about Svensson this week? I, I do like Svensson this week. I'm going to have him. Uh, I don't know if I'll have him on my best bets, but this is kind of, we're getting in the category where I might have a few win bets on these guys, just some small amounts. Um, you know, we're, we're talking a little bit of money to win uh, potentially big. If, if I can get a, a few of them out there, but Svensson, yeah, good, uh, uh, you know, real good ball striker there and um, good iron player. I could definitely see him playing pretty well here. And I think he, uh, was it a couple weeks ago? He's finished top 25, I think, in last start or two or something like that. So there, there's some good playing there. Um, like you said, JT Poston, um, 62 in the final round uh, of the Travelers there. You know how I like guys who play well on Sundays, carrying it over to the tournament. So whether it's first round lead, uh, bet on him, or a top 10, or even to win, I might. he's one of the guys I might sprinkle a little bit on. I do like that Cam Champ thing i'll have to see though if if this is the event that he played well in um last year because you know what we talked about with the course history knowing the greens and everything um i think that could have some value there and then nate lashley um he's been playing pretty well here lately um i i think uh what was it there i think he had a he finished 20 20 something there at uh, at travelers um i just closed the window there but uh um, you know, he, he can be a streaky putter, but when he gets it going, uh, you know, he could put the ball really well. And, uh, you know, and if he gets his irons going, you know, there, there could be a, a sign there and, and maybe not to win, but you know, at this point you're getting pretty good value on top 10 and top 20 bets. Right. Cam champ. He finished 11th last year at the John Deere. So I, I think he was Ooh, there. I, was the, yeah. He think, and then he won. The following week, or the following his following start at the 3M Open, that he had a little bit of a run there. He has missed his last four cuts uh, this year, uh, but again, I don't, yeah, but I don't think that matters for him at all. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. No. Um, uh, so, looking at the rest of the board, we'll just kind of name some guys we like from plus seven thousand onward. Um, I'm kind of looking through here. You have the Steve Stricker. Um, situation i don't think he's gonna win the tournament but there's i mean i don't know i know he had that illness but he's been playing okay on the on the senior tour i think um top he 10 fi- maybe he finish i finished second or something like that at the u.s senior open last week i don't know Did, i wasn't glued to, in on to that Patrick harrington i know harrington won um but I no, was I, think, I was uh, paying attention yeah, I mean, to, to Lexi just, Thompson yesterday uh, for quite a while. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> yikes! That was that was tough. Oh, I gotta get focused after that. No, no, no. Uh, Stricker though might be good for like a top forty bet. I mean, he can make the cut here, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think he's getting healthy. Like he had that, that illness that, that they're not discussing what it was, and then when he came back from it, uh, he played a lot of Champions Tour events. 
did, you know, slow, progressively got better, you know, appeared stronger and his game kind of came back, uh, switched back to his old putter and played well last week. And yeah, I mean, you know, you could get a pretty good value top 40 or top 30 there. So I like that name. Uh, what about, um, okay. I, I do like, uh, and, and he surfaced a couple weeks ago, uh, at the Canadian open, Alex Smalley. Um, he's had, I know he faded a little bit on Sunday, but traditionally he's someone that pops on strokes gain approach. Um, he gained a bunch at Mexico, gained a bunch at Canadian open, um, might not be the guy that I trust to make those eight to 12 footers we were talking about, but, uh, I don't mind the number. Um, anyone there in the, in the seven to, to 10,000 range. Grio. Uh, seven, <laughs> What's that? <laughs> is, is he going to make enough putts? No, no, not at all. No, he, no, he's not. No, he's not. Why is Andrew Putnam? What did he do recently? Why is that name jumping out at me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he played well lately. Um, he was my pebble pick. If you remember that, and then he almost won. I know um, he was your pebble pick, but no, he's not done anything. And I mean, he's made a couple cuts, but I guess he played decent at the U.S. Open. Okay. He's thirty first. That's what it was. I saw him on early coverage that so he made the cut. So. I'm not gonna pick him this week. I just I I, I was thinking he played pretty well l- lately, but no, he didn't. Hey, if you had an argument for him, I was gonna listen. Um, I I know this is going a little farther down. Uh, 130 to one. I'm I'm curious your take, Christopher Gattaro. Oh wow! I didn't realize that he was playing in this event. Yeah, I, I mean, really good college player. Yeah, if we go back to what's really, really good, and this guy, this guy's going to be one of those guys that's going to come out and hopefully play well and, and, and get his card and everything like that. This, is this his first event that he's playing it? Um, no, he played, did he, he played, just turn pro? He played in the Canadian, he played, he was at the US Open and, and he played last week too. Let me pull him up here as we're talking, but oh, he, he did okay. Um, played decent at, at, at least the, the Open and last week, but. Uh, you know, this, this goes back to my point. Look at the guys he's priced around: Scott Brown, James Hahn. Um, if we're talking about, if you're betting on the the ceiling of his talent, it's you could say he's maybe potentially mispriced at this point. It's just inexperience. But I like. I mean, if if you just continue the thought of these guys that come out of college, they're ready. Um, so he did, yeah, he was T35 last week uh, at Travelers, uh, gains off the tee and approach and putting. I, I am going to have him on my card in some capacity. I'll probably sprinkle a win bet on, on him. I just, I think that might be an interesting uh, story. So I've, I've got my eye on him 130. I don't like a lot of these names lower than that, though. <laughs> I actually I'm telling you, man. I've well, this is yeah, no surprise. I've circled a couple. <laughs> uh Lee Hodges at 150 to one. Uh, I know you're giving me that look, but um he's been gaining on approach. I'm just that. I'm just I just want to listen why Lee Hodges. Why not Lee Hodges? Again, this was my my point at the top. Like if you have a if you have an argument for someone uh that has any, any sort of argument. So my argument is he's been gaining on approach. He's had some good finishes. 25th at the Travelers isn't necessarily like, you know, like knocking down the door. But um, I think he almost won. Didn't he almost win at Palm Springs earlier in the season? Uh, at the American Express, yes. he T, T3 at American Express, no top tens since then. But uh, – Lee Hodges and also um, I'm back to Hayden Buckley at 151. I, I think that's a little mispriced considering he's had some solid performances this season. Um, so I'm on Hayden Buckley as well. What about Callum Taron? 200 to one. Finished um, like 30th at the U S open. Yeah. Had the lead. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I think he's a pretty good putter too. I'm not advising people watching this shit show to uh, to uh, to bet him, but I'm just trying to figure out guys who've been playing decent 
lately here that uh, that are worth yeah something. Uh, yeah, it's um, Doc Redman here. Nothing going on good with Doc uh, West Bryan. No. Always, always tantalizing for me for some reason. But Norlander, Norlander's really good ball striker. Usually, he is a really good ball striker. But there's something though. I mean, he hasn't played. I think in the Florida swing, he might have had a decent finish, and that was, that's about it. I mean, he's, he's been, been really bad. He's been it's non-existent. Been, it's weird because I remember last year he was kind of like the kind of like the the in the last spring. I mean, he had a, some really good performances. Finished second at Farmers. Yeah, you're right. He's been struggling. Yeah. Ooh. What's going to be weird though is I think we're going to see one of the guys. You know, we talked about Stricker, we talked about Zach Johnson, guy yeah, like Brian Gay, and not 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 going to win, but he's going to make the cut and and finish like top twenty. You know, because I think Brian Gay could still he's a pretty short hitter now, and I know he's in the champion sewer circuit, but uh, um, great putter. I mean, puts it really well, and I know he's had success at this this course before. But we're going to see those types of guys. It's just figuring out. And I think some of them are going to be these veterans who've who've played there before, and you know, with a little bit of the weaker field, um, you know, there's going to be some spots in that top twenty, top twenty-five that uh, you know typically these guys can't get into. But you might see somebody like that who can do it. This is this is a pretty bad tournament. If if anyone would just be like, yeah, I'm not I'm not paying attention to the tour this week. It would it would potentially be this one. But I always see those as opportunities. I see them as opportunities to find the diamond in the rough down the board. Uh, so same goes. Uh, <laughs> I, I have the same theme. I, I love these bad tournaments from a betting standpoint. We have a major on the horizon, so that will be fun to talk about. Last major of the year coming up. Uh, it's kind of crazy how quickly it goes. We'll get back to it next week. Uh, Johnny, thanks again, and uh, thanks for your thoughts on the, the fifth major. Thanks for having me. We'll have the best bets up Wednesday for the John Deere, and uh, continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube to check out these awesome, awesome videos of us talking about tournaments such as this. So thanks for listening as always and following the podcast and we'll see you next week. Bye.